Tenjaku is a Japanese whiskey priced just $3 above Suntory Whiskey Toki. So is it any good? Let's find out. What's up, guys? My name is Chris, and I'm the host of the Whiskey Noobs Podcast, for those of you who are new here. So as I mentioned, today we're going to be drinking Tenjaku or Tenjaku Japanese whiskey. This is their blended whiskey. And it just so happens to be about the same price as Suntory's Whiskey Toki. Uh, in Ohio, Suntory Whiskey Toki is about $37, whereas Tenjaku or Tenjaku is $40. And I will just say Tenjaku moving forward because I'm honestly not 100% sure if it's Tenjaku or Tenjaku. So I'm pretty excited to see how this compares to Whiskey Toki. Um, I did a little bit of looking online, not at specific flavor notes, but just at people's overall impression of it. And I it, it seemed a little bit mixed, like some people maybe weren't too big of a fan of it. And so I was instantly intrigued because I'm interested to see if this gives me more of an appreciation for Suntory because there aren't a lot of Japanese whiskeys, at least in my area, that are in this type of a price range. A lot of them are significantly more expensive. So these two being basically the only middle shelf ones that I can get my hands on, I'm excited to see how I feel about Tenjaku in comparison to Suntory Whiskey Toki. So we'll be trying both of those out today, and I will be talking a bit more about Tenjaku, uh, given the fact that Suntory Whiskey Toki was already reviewed in episode 24 of the show. So let's get started. I'm going to pour myself a glass of each of these and get a little bit of a nose, and we will talk a little bit about Tenjaku couple of things that I noticed before even pouring it into the glass. Uh, first of all, it does have a screw top instead of a cork. Doesn't actually make much of a difference. It's just kind of an aesthetic thing, and I hate when I don't have a cork. And it just so happens that Suntory doesn't either, so I'm 0 for 2 on Japanese whiskeys with corks. <laughs> but the other thing that I noticed, without even pouring it into the glass, just looking in the bottle, is that Tenjaku is also pretty clear for a whiskey, pretty pale colored compared to other whiskeys. And that's something that's very notable about Suntory Whiskey Toki is that it is very pale compared to other whiskeys as well. I will say that Tenjaku is a little bit darker, not quite as pale as Whiskey Toki, but it is pretty pale if you compare it to a different whiskey. If you just hold it side by side with your average bourbon, um, it's a pretty pale whiskey. So I'm going to take a quick nose of the two. I'm actually going to start by just having Tenjaku, and I'm going to go through the nose palette finish that I get from it, and then I'm going to compare with Whiskey Toki, and that should hopefully give me a little bit more in-depth of an idea of what it tastes like, and then from there we will finally read the notes that the distillery says you should get from it and see how it compares to the notes that I'm getting. So let's start with a review of Tenjaku. So it does have a pretty sweet nose, a little bit of a malty flavor, um, but it also has some distinct chemically type flavor to it. Maybe it's the way the notes are interacting for me. It has a chemically type smell to me, almost almost like a nail polish remover, but not quite. Um, but not just like an alcohol smell. Like I know what alcohol burn smells like, but this is like a chemical-ish smell. Um, so I'm going to kind of hopefully get more out of it than that, but... So far, it's, it's sweet with this like weird chemical-type scent to it. Really hard to get past that scent for me. Um, for now, I'm going to say maybe some sweetness, like almost honey. Maybe a little bit of like a citrus or a sourness in there. Um, and Maybe that sourness is citrus. But I'm going to move on to the palate now, and hopefully it does not taste as chemically as it smells. 
So a bit of good news from the palate. <laughs> While that chemically taste is still there a little bit, it's not as overwhelming as it is on the nose. I'm still I am able to get some flavors through there. There's definitely like a little bit of a mellow sweetness to it that I enjoy. It's kind of got the maltiness, a little bit similar to like a scotch, like a lot of Japanese whiskeys tend to be. Although something I said about whiskey toki, which I think is going to carry over into this, is that it almost reminds me more of an Irish whiskey than it does of a scotch in some respects. It's got more of those pale sweetnesses, um, more of maybe um, now I'm talking about Irish whiskey because maybe it has a little bit of that granola-y biscuity type flavor to it but I'm gonna have to take another sip and verify that but that's kind of the image I'm getting from it right now yeah the malty graininess definitely comes through in like this this pale type of flavor it almost has that this little bit of bitterness to it but it also has a sweetness associated with it and it, it has that malty type flavor it's kind of riding the line between an irish and a scotch type of a flavor palette for me right now i'm not getting overwhelming fruitiness and i don't think i'm just guessing here but i don't think i get as much of the earthy grassy herbiness that i get from whiskey toki so i don't think i'm getting as much of that if i'm being honest and i'm gonna have to compare them side by side but before I try the whiskey toki, I'm thinking I get a little bit less depth than I get with whiskey toki. I'm thinking, but I do think it might burn a little bit less. Uh, it it does have a pretty decently smooth finish for the price range. It's only forty dollars. Now, not as smooth as I would typically want for 80 proof, probably, um, but it has a, a relatively smooth finish. Not like drying your mouth out, but certainly not oily, certainly not um, overly smooth by any means. I do want to mention a bit about the distillery because they do a decent job of marketing and explaining what's inside the bottle. You might remember I had that gripe about um, TX. They didn't really talk enough about what was inside the bottle. And so they do talk about that. They go on a bit about the water that is used to cut the whiskey and where it comes from, which is pretty cool. There's a unique story there, it seems like. Um, the cliff notes are that it's a natural spring and it gets filtered through volcanic rock and it's supposed to be some very clean, delicious water, apparently. <laughs> um, but what really interests me is what they start to talk about later on in their website, which is the blending technique and just overall the whiskey. They give a pretty good bio of it. So they explain kind of in depth um, how they go through these tasting sessions and they explain that you know they're spending time with figuring out how they're going to blend this, which of course could be pure advertisement and anybody who makes a blended whiskey hopefully does this. But I just like that they talk about the process, especially for people who don't know that already. And then they talk about the whiskey. They say it starts with a mash bill of 86% corn. That's a really high corn mash bill and 14% barley. The whiskey is then double copper pot stilled using some of the world's most pristine waters from the Masaka mountain range. I probably ruined that in the Mount Fuji Basin, 250 meters below the surface. This is some of the purest water in the world and where the highest grade sakis source their water. Finally, Tenjaku is aged in heavily seasoned Kentucky bourbon barrels, resulting in a rich, full-bodied malt flavor with a grain taste that is toned down but freely allowed to express individual characteristics. Its exquisite balance forms a clean, timeless blend of three, five-year, and six-year whiskey. Now, Three-year, five-year, and six-year whiskey. I think I said that a little bit weird. Um, Three-year, comma, five-year, and six-year whiskey. 
But at any rate, they I like that they explain that and they go into that amount of depth. Um, they spend a lot of time talking about the water, which is interesting. I think you would spend more time talking about the whiskey. But what really piques my interest is that it says it's a mash bill of 86% corn and 14% barley. So And it's aged in bourbon barrels. So I would expect this to have more of a bourbon taste than it has. It really comes across more malty to me, more like an Irish to me or a scotch. But I'm going to try it again, and maybe maybe I was just blinded by assuming it was going to taste like a scotch. Maybe it's going to change my mind. We'll see. No, there's no doubt in my mind this tastes more like a malt beverage than it does like a corn-based uh, whiskey. So I'm pretty shocked at the 86% corn that it says on its website. I'm just going to assume that it's correct, but that just is weird to me. It does not taste like a bourbon by any means um it doesn't have the sugary cotton candy like caramely type taste to it like i would expect from a bourbon this has a much more malty taste to it and it's weird that they they mention it's 86 percent corn but then they also mention that it has a malty taste to it uh full-bodied malt flavor they put it in that description a little strange I'm, i'm surprised by how much malt i'm getting from it but overall not terrible after the first few sips the finish isn't too bad still dries your mouth out a little bit but nothing aggressive not overly complex or deep i would say at least so far into the glass um but maybe as i compare with whiskey toki i'll i'll get some more notes from that um one of my favorite ways to learn a little bit more about a whiskey is to compare it to a different whiskey so i'm very excited to see how this stacks up against suntory so let's start with a side-by-side nose so right away, right off the bat, the Suntory has lighter, more fruity, I would say, notes on the nose. The Tenjaku has a, a darker, stranger smell to it that I can't put my finger on. If I'm being entirely honest, it reminds me of whatever chemical they used in biology class when we dissected the rats, that smell that they had, which is not a pleasant smell. It's that chemical smell that I'm saying I can't get past. That is the nose, what it reminds me of. It reminds me of that mixed with scotch. Like maybe like one-third of that chemical mixed with two-thirds of scotch or something like that. A little bit strange. I'll be honest, it's a little bit off-putting for me. And maybe that's just my specific nose, you know. Sometimes something can remind you of something in the past, and that's not actually what it smells like. So maybe to you this would be pleasant. But to me, it reminds me specifically of that. Oddly enough, the the whiskey toki has a bit more of like the sugary, the sweet type of a flavor on the nose um, that I would expect from a bourbon, weirdly. Um, But I'm going to see, I I imagine that's going to change on the palate because I, for certain, toki does not taste like a bourbon. I don't want to give off that impression. I just mean it has more of the sugary sweetness to it that I would anticipate from something with this much corn in it. Um, So I'm going to compare the palates now, though. Okay, Tenjaku versus Whiskey Toki. First impressions. The when I go from the Tenjaku to the Whiskey Toki, hard to taste the Whiskey Toki. Uh, the Tenjaku seems to have more body to it. However, the Whiskey Toki seems to have more of a spice. The flavors that it does have are a bit more aggressive, kind of like the Lafroig versus Ardbeg uh, that I was talking about, where I said like Lafroig. Ardbeg's like spicier and more punchy, but the uh, Lafroig just brings like more of the total flavor. Same kind of an idea. The Tenjaku seems to be bringing more of the total flavor, 
the toki seems to be bringing a little bit more pizzazz, a little bit more punch with the little bit of flavor that it does bring. Think like strong honey versus watered down hot sauce. You know, the watered down hot sauce has less flavor to it, but it's a punchier flavor. That's the best way I can describe it. Not that either of these things taste like either of those things. But I think the Tenjaku definitely has less dimension to it than the Toki. The Toki, you have to hunt out the flavors a bit more, especially going back and forth like I was. But once you do, you get more different flavors. There's like an herbiness. There's like a fruitiness. Definitely some malt in there. And weirdly, I'm going to say, even though it goes against everything I would expect, I think the Tenjaku has more maltiness. I think it almost trumps the Whiskey Toki. Maybe it's not maltiness. Maybe it's like the granola-y, grainy taste is just stronger in the Tenjaku, whereas maybe the the Toki tastes more like actual maltiness. It's a really hard thing to put to words, honestly. I'm going to take another sip and try to get some more in-depth thoughts about what I'm thinking. Uh, But so far, I would say the Ardbeg and Laphroaig metaphor is a really good one. If you haven't listened to that episode, it was just a few episodes ago, and I compared the two. And similarly, the Tenjaku's bringing a lot of flavor of this weird, it's like a lot of this mellowish flavor, and the whiskey toki's bringing a little of this punchy, spicy flavor. Um, but I'm gonna go side by side again here. So, uh, for the sake of full transparency, I think the Tenjaku is gonna get a little bit beat up in this review, and I think it's for a very biased reason. That scent, now that I have connected it to the dissecting of rats in biology class. That's all I can think when I drink this now. It's got this chemically, and I don't think it's like actual chemicals, for obviously, but I think it's just the weird way this corn and bourbon and malty flavor are coming together. It's different. By all means, it's different. But it's weird, and I think it almost needs some like fruitiness or some pizzazz, some spice to break it up a little bit. And I don't get a lot of that. Now, I imagine once I go to read their notes, they're going to say that you should because most companies spruce up their notes. But in my personal opinion, I don't know if it's my palate condition. I'll for sure try this again in a different palate condition because my interest is peaked. But I don't know what it is. It for sure has this just like one-dimensional chemically with a little bit of sweetness for sure, a little bit of graininess for sure, but this weird blend of flavors that I'm not particularly fond of now let's talk about the positives because that's very biased i just want to be very clear here you might end up loving this whiskey i have no idea i'm being very biased the specific flavor that it is you know i hate olives some people love olives the specific flavor that this is i just don't like but that doesn't make it objectively bad and here's why it's not objectively bad because objectively um i think it might be a little bit smoother than the toki on the finish i think it might dry your tongue out a little bit less I think it's definitely sweeter, whereas the Toki is a little bit punchier, a little bit spicier. Depends on what you like there. But definitely a little bit one-dimensional. So something objective, uh, or at least objective given my current palate condition. Maybe it will be different if I try it again. But trying to be objective here, I would say one bad thing about it is it seems a little bit one-dimensional. doesn't seem overly complex compared to the Whiskey Toki. But the specific flavor, the weird blend that it is, I'm not sure I'm enjoying it. 
it's almost like I just had a whiskey not long ago on the show. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember saying it was almost like licking uh, an envelope, that weird bitterness that it leaves on your tongue. If you can picture that and picture the flavor that scotches have that's closest to that sometimes, especially the lower shelf stuff, that kind of a weird, bitter, but almost malty type flavor that builds up on your tongue sometimes. It's like it's got a lot of that and not a lot of the fruit, the, you know, if it's a sherried um, scotch, not the sherried notes, not the fruity notes, not the caramely or spicy notes. It's like it's just got a lot of that to me. So maybe this is my palate condition. I don't know. But the whiskey toki still tastes pretty good to me. So I'm being very biased. I don't want anybody to think, oh, I should never try this, especially because it's kind of a cheap whiskey. It's not very expensive. It's only like 40 bucks. So if you still want to try it, give it a chance. But I'm getting this weird flavor from it, and I don't know what it is. And maybe I'm biased because I went into this knowing it doesn't have the greatest reviews. I haven't watched any reviews of other people doing it, to be clear. Um, I just looked at like the stars that it has on different websites. But it is just not hitting home for me. I'm going to go through the notes that they say you should get. Maybe, and sometimes when you read the notes, it kind of unlocks something for you. So maybe that will happen. But let's see. So it says for the nose, nutty with hints of green apple and fresh herbs, richly rounded with only a slight smokiness. Okay. Now here, I'll agree with some of this. Um, For sure, that green apple would be that sour fruit that I thought maybe was citrus. I think green apple is fair. I'm going to smell it again here. I think green apple is a fair note to call that. Um, In fresh herbs, maybe it's just like a bitter herb. Maybe it's a little bit clovey. Clove might be a good characteristic for what I'm not digging about this. Um, It might be like an apple and a bitter clove. I don't know. Um, Moving on to the palate. It says a crisp alcoholic presence. That would be the alcohol. And also I would throw in chemicals, not just alcohol, but like a chemical type flavor. Solid yet delicate and smooth in the mouth. And that's all they say about the palate. So they they don't really give you more information than that, unfortunately. Um, Something I didn't comment on is the slight smokiness they say on the nose. You could throw smoke in there. You could say there's a little bit, but I'm not going to – I wouldn't have picked that out by any means. If I really look for it, I'd say there's a little bit of smokiness. Maybe it's the tiny bit of smokiness mixing with this weird clove flavor, (laughs) and those two together are making this weird taste that I'm not that big of a fan of. That might be the case. I'm not really sure. For the finish – Weirdly, they have more information on the finish than they do on the palate. But it says, refreshing refreshing and clear aftertaste with a long finish. Vanilla notes give way to understated woody flavors that linger in the mouth. Now, I haven't focused that much on the finish thus far, so to give them a fair shake, I'm going to try it again, and I'm going to see how that compares. You could definitely argue that there's like a vanilla in the finish. Um, not overly woody. And I think... I think I might have nailed it down. It might be the weird mix of this very gentle smokiness with this clovey taste that I can't put my finger on. I don't know if it's actually clove. It's some type of an herb or a spice that I'm not digging. (laughs) But the way it mixes with that smoke is I think what's giving me this weird flavor that I'm not very much enjoying. 
I do like they don't mention anything too punchy aside from the green apple, which I agree there's something sour-ish on the nose. Um, I like they don't mention anything too punchy. The palate seems brutally honest. They don't even talk about the flavors on the palate. They just say alcoholic presence, solid yet delicate and smooth in the mouth. So at least they're not trying to just sell you something and say that it tastes like all these things when it actually doesn't. But unfortunately, I agree with that assessment. I think it is lacking a little bit. It's got not a lot of depth to it, but if you like, and here's what I'll really say, and I want to I wanna be very clear about this. If you like this flavor that I'm disliking, and there's an honest chance that that's the case, because I'm a picky person sometimes, like I said, there's specific foods that I absolutely hate. If you like that, then you're going to love this because it just delivers a lot of just that flavor. I And I don't know exactly what it is, but it delivers a lot of it. And there's not a lot of depth. There's not a lot else going on, but you get a lot of whatever that flavor is. In terms of, because if I was listening to this, I might think, oh, well, if it has a little bit of a smokiness, maybe it's like an acquired taste. Maybe it's similar to how a peated scotch would be. I'm going to say speculating because I have only had this at one sitting. That would be this sitting. I'm going to speculate that this does not have that same quality that a peated scotch has where it's like, well, once you get to appreciate the peat and you can appreciate all these other notes that it brings, you'll like it. This is a little bit different of a situation. This, this has like a really dull smokiness. It almost like if I was going to call it smoky, it's almost like a charred piece of wood that you dumped a bunch of water on. Like if you've ever smelled a fire pit after it rained and it had all that charred wood that got soaked, it's kind of like that. It's hard to explain, but maybe the the mixture of these flavors is what you want. And that's what I will say is this is blended, so they were going for a flavor when they blended it, uh, probably, right? Um, and if that flavor that they picked is the flavor that you liked, they nail it on the head. I mean, this tastes like the flavor that it is. Whatever that flavor is that I don't really like, I get a lot of it. And what I mean by that is some whiskeys, you don't get a lot of flavor, you don't get a lot of uniqueness. Um, like some bourbons just kind of taste like generic bourbon. They don't have a lot of flair to them. Whatever this semi-unique blend is, you get a lot of it. And you get that base flavor. Kind of like I've said before with putting whiskey on the rocks or putting a whiskey uh, with like a 7-Up is how you mostly, you know, you kind of tear away the whiskey to its core. And you just get that flavor that is Jack Daniels, if you're mixing Jack with 7-Up or something like that. This is like a whiskey that already kind of tastes like that. It kind of just tastes like you're getting the Tenjaku flavor, and that's what you get out of this. Not a lot of bells and whistles. Maybe that's just a really polite way of saying that it doesn't have a lot of depth. It's not overly complex. Um, But I don't want to discourage people from trying it because I have definitely beat it up a little bit. It's just not my cup of tea so far. I'm absolutely going to try it in a second sitting and maybe I'll update you guys in a later episode if I do because I'd hate to just beat it up and and not come back if I end up enjoying it again later. But as of right now, I'm not enjoying it too much. Um, Personally, I would get the Suntory, especially for the less money. But let's talk about the positives because the flavors are so, so subjective. The positives, it's relatively smooth. 
it delivers a lot of the flavor that it does deliver. You don't have to hunt out flavors on the palate. You're going to taste them when you take a drink of it. Um, and for the uh, alcohol proof, maybe not the smoothest, but for the price, especially considering how expensive a lot of Japanese whiskeys are, uh, at least in my area, for the price, not harsh, and it doesn't really push away all those flavors with its harshness. You, you still get some of those flavors on the finish. So if you want to give it a try, I would say do it. And maybe it's just my personal flavor palette that I'm just not a big fan of the way that it tastes. But it's nothing if not a unique whiskey, um, without a doubt. As many of you know, I haven't had many Japanese whiskeys and certainly have not had many on the show. Um, but compared to the bourbons we usually review on here and even a lot of the scotch and the Irish that we've had on here, this is certainly nothing if not different than most of those things. It reminds me a little bit, now that I've compared it to the Toki, it reminds me a little bit more of a scotch, uh, whereas the Toki would remind me a little bit more of an Irish. But it definitely has a little bit of a malty flavor to it, not as much of a corn flavor as I would expect from that high corn of a mash bill. So... I'm very interested. Let me know what you think if you tried this because I'm very interested to hear what people have to say. Is it just a me thing? Is it just my bias that I don't like it? Because it just might not be my cup of tea, but maybe other people do like it. Now, I do know that the reviews online I mentioned, it doesn't have the greatest stars. And I was really hoping for an underdog. I was really hoping to be like, well, yeah, it's not, you know, five-star whiskey, but it's better than Toki. Uh, but personally, I would buy Toki uh, if I were to see both of these on the shelf. That's just me. I'm not recommending you do that. I'm recommending you listen to more reviews or try it yourself and make a decision on your own. But that is just my personal opinion of it. So I'm happy I got to try it. Let me know what you guys think. And that is all that I've got for this review episode. So I will leave you guys with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review to help grow the show and get the word out. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs and on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. If you want to drink right along with me, make sure to join the email list by sending an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com with a subject line saying email list. You will receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time and drink right along with the show. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.